Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. Thank you so much for being a part of it. I absolutely appreciate it. You can email us, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, or call 800-411-BOND, 800-411-2663. And if you have a question, I can answer your question today. Good morning. Everybody here? Good morning. Glad that you guys are here. The summer, summer is over now, right? Yeah. Or it's almost over. No, I don't think the last day of summer is not here yet. Twentieth of September. So it's winding down, everybody coming back home from vacation, and that is good. Um, before I get rolling here, anybody have any questions about the stuff that's happened this week to you? Anything you want to tell me about? Any questions? Yes, sir. Okay. I now okay. I don't know whether I, uh, whenever I see, you know, see all these uh, Tea Party rallies. Uh, Not about the Tea Party rally, about your life. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Well, I should, I should have told you. Every time I, um, every time I be still and uh, still and pray, I become uh, coming aware of the fact that uh, certain, uh, certain things I should be interested in are, get, uh, are I becoming less and less interested in. It's that, it's that I've been shown that not only that they are not as important as they are, but I'm, uh, but I'm going to some sort of path where what's really important lies ahead. Yeah, that's one good thing about being aware. When you become aware, when you, are on, when you have one mind of God, you start to see the things that are important and not important. And so you don't waste so much of your life, your time, your money on doing things that you should not be doing. A lot of people are broke. Uh, because they waste their money on unnecessary things. It, it is based on how they feel, what they think they want, and it's not really what they want or what they need. So they waste a lot of money. But when you wake up, you can see that. Also with time, when you're conscious of God, you find that you have more time than what you think you have when you're operating out of darkness. I hear a lot of people say, oh, I don't have a lot of time. I don't have time to pray. I don't have time. You do have the time. You just don't see it. And so that's the good thing about waking up. That's why it's so important to sit still. Yeah. I also aware of how, uh, how I can build, uh, build my small business. I have a small business set, uh, yeah. selling children's clo uh, clothing. I think I believe I know how to uh, market it. One step at a time, and you will see how to do it. Yeah. Anybody else? Okay, nobody else had a life this week? You guys just kind of floating through along the way, huh? I want to talk to you about... Uh, Fear. How many of you have fear? Oh, good. I appreciate your honesty. You have fear. And the rest of you don't. Okay? Well, in a minute, you're going to have to tell me why, how you overcame fear. All right? And so we can help the ones that have it. Um, it so anybody else want to come out of line before we get rolling? <laughs> okay, so the rest of you have no fear. Okay. You know, um, and, and, what, and the reason I want to talk about this because I give talks around the country. I talk to a lot of people. And the one thing that I'm finding is that white Americans have a lot of fear. They have a lot of fear. They fear black people. You know, and since... since shh, not yet. <laughs> Maybe if you take that hat off, you can see me. <laughs> And these are Christian people, for the most part, that I'm talking about. They have fear. They're afraid to speak up to black Americans. These are people who say that they believe in God, and they're afraid to speak up to black Americans for fear of being called a racist. And I've had so many uh, white Americans tell me that, you know, since the election thing started, whenever Obama came on the scene, and people started to discuss who they were going to vote for and not vote for, they discovered that most of their black friends turned against them. Their black Christian friends called them racist. And uh, so many people have lost friendship over this thing. They thought they had a, a good relationship, but they didn't. I had a, uh, several people tell me yesterday at a talk that I gave, I can remember one lady, a young lady, was crying. I mean, literally sharing in tears because she was told by her black friend of a long-time relationship that she was a racist because they didn't agree on certain things. 
concerning black people. And she was so hurt by it and shocked that she didn't know how to deal with it. So she's asking me, what should I do? I'm losing my friend. And I said to her, well, it was never a friend anyway. Because if you can't, a, a lot of people have relationships, whether it's in a marriage or friendships or the same color or whatever, and they lie to one another. They're not very honest with each other. And then when the truth finally come out, comes out, the friendship ends. And so you find out that you really were not friends anyway. So I said to this young lady that this, this person was never your friend. You're just finding out that you didn't have a friend. And she said, but I'm afraid because now she called me a racist. I don't know what's going to happen to me. And I asked her, do you believe in God? And she said, yes. I said, well, there is no way that you could believe in God and have fear. You, you don't believe in him. You believe about him. And a lot of people believe about God, and that's why nothing has really changed in their lives. I'm a living witness that you cannot believe in God and have fear. When you read the scriptures, God said, fear not, I'm with you. You know, I'm there, so you, you, you don't have to worry. And a lot of people go around and, and quote that scripture, but they really don't believe in it. They don't understand it. I've, heard, I've counseled with white Americans who are married to black people. You know, they're married. They're, these folks are like married. And marriages are ending because white people disagree with the blacks. And this kind of stuff has been going on for a long time. And I've been telling white Americans, you got to start speaking up. You got to get over this fear because fear is the nature of, of the prince of darkness. Any form of fear is. When you're of fear, you're of your father and the devil. You don't have that God relationship. You're not a perfect love because perfect love casts out fear. And so if you have fear, it is because you have not been born. Let's take them in there with the kids, Frankie. Frankie. Take them in with the kids. Um, if, you, um, if you have this, you're not born again of God. And white Americans... If they are of God, they owe it to black people to tell them the truth. To tell them because it's apparent that not all, not all, but most black people are lost. They, their, their, lives, uh, their, lives, their lives are based on their color and not on principles. And not all, but most. And so if you're white and you see this going on and you say that you are born again of God and you're afraid to tell your black friend this, then you're not of God. Because the truth is what's going to set people free. And if you see a generation of people losing their way, and you're supposed to have that right way, then how can you be afraid to tell your, this person that they're lost? This stuff has to end. It's not of God. This is why we're losing our families. We're losing our country. We're losing one another. Because you just have a bunch of liars. People just lying. And a lie cannot stand. It's going to fall apart eventually. And, and our country, our families, our foundation now is uh, built on lies. And that's why nothing is working. And then you have black folks hating white folks, all in the name of Jesus. And, and, and we know that's not of God. And that's why their lives are not working. We got to stop pretending that things are well when they're really not well. And if we're men and women of God, we got to tell the truth about it. But a person that is afraid can't do that. Now, you can fake truth. You know, some people tell you the truth because they hear you should tell the truth. That's not the truth. You should tell the truth because you see it's the right thing to do, and you are of your father, God. That's why you should tell the truth. And I'm telling you, when you do, there's nothing inside of you that can hold you back. You don't even think about it at all. You don't think, you know how you hear some people say, well, I started to tell the truth, but I thought about it, and I decided to wait until later. Or I didn't know what their reaction would be. Or I was afraid of this or that. That is not, that person is not of God. Because when you are of the truth, there is no lie inside of you. There's nothing else to go back and forward on. Have you ever thought about that? You're of one God or the other. But when you're of the prince of deception, when you're of the devil, then he gives you back and forward with it. Now that doesn't mean you go out there and jump on everybody that you see, you're, you're going to get hurt. <laughs> That's why I say that you must, you must be guided in the truth, not 
just because you think that it's time to speak up, because you're going to choose the wrong time to speak up. There is a time not to say anything, and there is a time to say something. But you've got to be guided by the light so that you can see it. But as long as you have this fear, you're never, ever, ever going to experience the life that God intended for you to have because fear is a holdback. It holds you back. It doesn't give you the fullness of life. You end up losing a lot of money, friends, family, because you are afraid. Then you're mad at yourself because you didn't speak up. It's just it's evil all the way. And so white Americans got to get over this fear of being called a name. Let them call you whatever they want. You notice how whenever someone want to control you, the first thing they do is tell you how wonderful you are. And if that doesn't work, they tell you how bad you are. It's all a game. It's an evil game. It's a battle between good and evil. It's a battle. It's not something that you can pretend. You either have it or you don't have it. And you need to know if you have it or not. And I think that um, this thing of having whites and blacks being afraid and hating one another has been going on for 50 years or so. 50 years? 50. 50. Come on. Yeah. Time immemorial. Time immemorial. Time immemorial. Memorial. Uh, give me examples of that. Well, when um, there's a, the idea, the ego decides that um, I'm better than you because I'm white, or uh, I deserve more because I'm white mm -hmm. against black, and the opposite happens too. But there was a time when people were not afraid to tell the truth about it. But for the last 50 years, there's been a shutdown. Because when I was growing up on this plantation I tell you guys about all the time, <laughs> whites and blacks were honest with one another. They, they told the truth. We have no choice. We have no other choice. But to be man. honest, right? You said we had they no other. scared to death. Black man was scared to but death. But they still told the truth, though. And then white people were honest, and, and then you knew where they were coming but from the because they were honest. honest. They were the biggest liars. But, but really, Jesse, how could that be? Because on, if, if black people were being honest about. at that time, how, why did they, you know, why is it like this? Those people who were honest Please. would be getting better instead of worse. And so no, they were honest about not liking you. Oh, yeah. Oh, now you agree. I agree on that. That's what I mean about honesty. They didn't print. We knew what was going on. You knew who hated you and who didn't. Yeah, we yeah, knew who right. hated and who loved. Yeah, right. And you knew the white people who didn't hate you. Mm -hmm. And you knew those who did hate you. Because no one pretended that they loved one another. That's what I'm talking about. Because the white now, people go down south uh, with now that right lazy. now. I'm sorry? Yes. Go down south, you'll get that right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was more so in the south than in the north and, you know, yes, the cities, yes, the big yes, cities. Yes. So I am right about this, right? Yep. I'm not landing in some dreamland. Nope. <laughs> yeah. And so how do we get away from that truth? Now, we may not have agreed with, you know, somebody tell you, I don't like you because you're black or whatever. But at least you knew where the person was coming from. But now it's shut down. And people are afraid to express how they feel. So you don't know who your enemies are or who your friends are. Because white people are afraid to say what they really feel. And black people, uh, well, they'll say it. <laughs> but whites are afraid to correct them. Well, some black people won't admit that they hate white folks. They won't, they'll call it something else. They'll call it like a payback for something. They won't say, I hate the white man. I hate him for this reason or that reason. And so I don't know how you expect things to get better in life if you don't be honest about it. It's the truth that set you free, not the lie. The lie only makes things worse. Am I right about this? Yep. Just think about it. God said the truth shall set you free. But well, we have gotten away from that truth that's going to set us free. We may not agree on the truth, but at least be honest about it. That's all I'm saying. Yes. I, I, was, I remember when I was young, I was very involved in the civil rights, uh, you know, I mean, I was curious about it and stuff. And, and I remember hearing in those days that it was better in the South than in the North. Yes. Because in the South they were honest. Yes. And in the North people were not honest. And I used to, I didn't understand it when I was young. Um, you know, I really wanted to understand it, but I never understood it. But now I, 
seeing what you mean. Uh, there is nothing wrong with saying that I hate you. It's better to say it than to pretend that you love, than to pretend I love you. Because if you can be honest about it, you have a chance of overcoming it. But if you hide it and pretend that you don't have it, then you're only going to get worse rather than get it better. Now the concern is, how is that person going to act when you say, I don't like you? You know what I'm saying? I can't be concerned about that. It's about my soul, and hopefully that person will get better too. You know, I don't pretend like, when I don't like some of the guys we work with, and I don't like them, I say, I don't like you. You know, and, and if you don't get away, I may hate you. At least it's out of me. And if they don't like it, they got to deal with it, because I have to keep myself free from the lie. It's the truth that's going to set you free. And so in, in those days, the good old days, where boys were boys, and men were men, they told the truth, at least in the South they did. You may not like it, you may not agree with it, but at least you knew where the person was coming from. But now we're at a state in our lives where people love lies. Don't you like those people that lie to you more than you like the ones that tell you the truth? <laughs> Go on a date and be honest with one another. It'll be a last date. <laughs> the first and the last date. Can you imagine a guy going on a date with a girl, and at the end of the date, he said, you know what? I'm not ever going on a date with you again. You are such an egotistical whatever. Five-letter word. <laughs> Do you think that girl's going to say, oh, I really appreciate you telling me that. <laughs> that made me like you better. They, everybody, if you look at your own life, you're nothing but liars. You lie to your family. You go along with things you don't want to go along with and you excuse them away. You're never going to be free like that. It's the truth that set you free. And white Americans, and I've been saying for 20 years, they need to start speaking up to black folks. And if black people get mad, leave it, let them deal with that. You've got to start telling the truth if you want to be free. And if you want to be a child of God. And it's not just about race, it's about life, period. But folks are afraid of truth and say that they know God, it doesn't make sense to me. One is of the lie and one is of the truth. Yes, Jeff? Okay. You was wondering why people got away from it. I was thinking maybe because of the civil rights movement or something, they yeah. got the lies, start lying and stuff. Yeah. I, I know for a fact that most black Americans got away from the truth because they started listening to the so-called civil rights leaders and most of the lying preachers. Because black people used to not lie you know, they, I mean, of course you can find some liars. But for the most part, they were pretty honest about, about what, what they felt. And if they, if they didn't like you, you knew they didn't like you. When I was growing up, I knew who didn't like me, even in my little friend's circle there. But when the Civil Rights Movement came in and got them to start hating white folks, then they start lying and things got worse for them instead of getting better. <coughs> Absolutely. They took the fathers out of the homes. And when you take your father out, you're subject to liars. Because the father protects you from that. Who took the fathers out of the house? The government. Thank you. But it was approved by the civil rights leaders. They okayed it and said black were losing their minds. They went along with it. But I have to tell you guys and ladies, if you don't come back to the truth in your own life, you're never going to experience perfect peace. If white Americans don't wake up and start telling black people the truth, and let them call them whatever they want. I mean, just imagine what would have happened had Jesus Christ said, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> they're going to call me a, 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 a nigger. Or they're going to call me a racist. Or they're going to say, I hate men, or I hate women, or, or I hate the gays. He gonna, and, and Jesus said, you know what, Father? I can't go any further with this. I may lose my house. Did Jesus have a house? No. He never had a house. So he didn't, no wonder he didn't say it. He didn't have anything to lose. Oh, Father, I can't go along with this. I may lose my million dollars. <laughs> That's right. He, he, oh, I may lose a friend. He had no friends, right? Did Jesus have any friends? Those are all, he just had a handful. Oh, seven friends. Eleven. Eleven friends. <laughs> and you guys try to hold on to a whole bunch of them. 
He only had 11 friends in the whole, how many, seven or 11? <laughs> and one turned on him. Just imagine Jesus said, you know what, God? I can't do this anymore. I'm losing all of my friends. Where will you be today? You guys should be ashamed of yourself to live lies and to be afraid and say that you believe in God. I would be embarrassed to say I believe in, a, in an almighty God, but I'm afraid to stand up to my woman or to my man or to my children or to white folks or to whites to black. Why would you say you believe in God and have fear too? It doesn't make sense. Does it make sense? Or is it just me? Yes, Jeff. Yeah, because I used to believe in too. Like I thought I believed in God, and then I heard you explain some stuff, and I realized that I didn't. Yeah. That's why I don't have faith to like speak up, and I don't know when to speak up, and yeah. so I have fear that if I speak up now, you know, this might happen and stuff like that. And also, I have like um, when I when I don't say anything, I feel like I'm lying also because I'm not saying anything. Like if you you don't want to lie, so you don't say anything. Right. And that's like lying too. Yes, ma'am. When you don't say anything, you're still lying. That's a very good point. Another point you made that turned the light bulb on for me is that you're afraid because you think it's the wrong time, you don't know how they're gonna act. Well, see, the reason that all that is going on is because you're listening to the voice of your father. And he's telling you, this is not the right time. This is gonna happen if you speak up. Don't do it now, wait until later. You're of your father, so you're listening to him because you can't listen to the true father. You'll listen to the man that you belong to. Have you ever thought about that? But when you're born again and you're in the light of God, you can't help but listen to him. You can no longer listen to the father of darkness. So that's that it. That's the evidence that you're of your father, the devil. You're obeying the man that you belong to. And that's a good, and people can just realize that. When you start listening to this voice in your head, giving you a second choice or another or eternity about things, you need to know you're of your father, the devil. Because you can only listen to one voice or the other. That makes sense? Will you guys think about that? Yes, it makes sense. It does make sense? Yes. Yes, Jeff. Are you afraid to speak up to your husband too? Sometimes. Sometimes. And, and, and with him, you know, what, what is it that caused you to be afraid to speak up? You, you married the man. You made a promise to God through thick and thin, ups and downs, to everything, right? You told God you're going to be honest with this man. And you lied to God. Terrible. <laughs> he said, terrible. So what, is, what, caused, what caused you to be afraid? I know the devil talking to you. Yeah, it's like um, he's going to get mad at you and stuff like that. That's what the devil tell you? Yeah. And you say, okay, Father, I'll go sit down. Yeah, I don't want any trouble right now. <laughs> That's terrible. And also shows a lack of love for your husband. Because if you love your husband, you want the best for him. And you may be wrong about what you're about to speak up with, but just speaking up about it, dealing with it, shows love. Because then you have the opportunity to see that you may be wrong. And it'll help you. So you got to love your husband enough to tell him the truth. Or be wrong in what you say. At least deal with it. But you got to be born again. you got to come out of the darkness into the light. Because you're supposed to love your husband. And there's, how can you be afraid of someone you're sleeping with every night? Anybody ever been afraid of someone they have to go to bed with at night? <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Isn't that, like, just think about the insane life we're living. You lay down with this person every night, they snore in your face, and you're afraid of them. It doesn't make sense. Yes? Like you're afraid of your father kind of thing, not like I'm afraid. I don't know. It's sort of like, a father, like you're afraid of your father. Like, you know, it's like kids, they listen to their father. Yes. You know, they give us mothers, you know, they, whatever. <laughs> yeah, they say to mom. Like, I know his mom told Paul something, I could be repeating myself and then as soon as he sees daddy coming or something like you or somebody coming he'll like jump down or whatever I was telling him not to do <laughs> like they don't have to say anything but yeah and that's that's the order of God the woman doesn't the woman doesn't have that same authority that the man has and that's why I'm trying to tell men that you represent God on earth and kids know that that's why after a certain period of time they see that whatever mama say, fine. <laughs> yeah. 
Get out, Johnny. Okay, Mama, in a minute. <laughs> uh, do your homework. Okay, I'll get to it. <laughs> Raymond, you're going to break your neck. <laughs> you're going to break your neck, buddy. <coughs> you went to a party last night? No. <laughs> you were literally laying back with your neck back there snoring, your mouth open. Next time I'm going to drop my glasses down in there. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> Just that I have to have a going to bed early. Oh, that's what happened? Yes. And but, wake uh, up early. Oh, okay. Well, go back to sleep then. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. But, uh, so it's like a, the fear of a father. <coughs> the fear of a father. I understand what you're saying. Because we used to be scared of my father. Like, even though he wasn't mean to us or anything. Yeah. But, like, when he come around, we'd be laughing, having fun. When he comes around, we'll all be quiet. Yeah, there. I understand that, and and that is good in a sense, but not to prevent you from speaking up. Yeah. I, I I mean I do that still like every little bit, but I used to do that a lot. Yeah. And now it's like when I do it, I find out it's not so bad. That's right. Just to tell the truth. That's what I told this young lady yesterday. I'm like, you gotta speak up. She said, but I'm afraid to. And I said, that's why you're crying. You're not crying because your friend you find out this person is not your friend, you're crying because you're not speaking up. Because when you don't speak up, you start to hate yourself. You get mad at yourself for not speaking up. And you, your, your spirit is being affected by that. And you find out, well, wow, it's not about the friend, it's about me not being honest about it. That's what the problem is. You gotta learn to speak up. Even if you're wrong, you learn that you're wrong. And so with your husband, you gotta speak up anyway. And, and don't, well, I would learn to sit still so I could overcome my anger so that the devil can't deceive me. Right, right. Well, I just sit still, but it seems like the you can you you become more aware of him talking to you. Yeah. Oh, I understand. How many people go through that? When you sit still to pray, you start hearing music, your favorite songs, you think about what you gotta do, all that. I, the same thing happened to me. The other morning, it was so funny, I, I was sitting there praying, and all of a sudden I, be, I started hearing Gladys Knight in the pit. <laughs> that midnight train to Georgia, it just, it just played all through. But the, the, the beauty of it is that I was aware of it. And so I knew I was aware of it, but there was nothing I could do about it but just be aware of it instead of being caught up in it. And I didn't judge it as my prayer is working or not working, or I'm not praying right, or I am praying right. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go with that. I just observed what was happening. And that's all you have to do in life. You become the observer of that. God is allowing you to see it. Because if you were one with it, you wouldn't be able to see it. It's God showing you that you're too, you're too close to darkness of the darkness of your imagination. So that was a good thing that you were able to see that. But the devil telling you it was a bad thing and it made you feel like it wasn't working. You've been lost in that world all your life and he's now trying to bring you out of it. I feel like I know that because I hear you saying like just be still anyway and just listen to that stuff, but it seemed like um, I don't know. It seems like you always wonder, like, when is it going to happen? When you're going to break through? Okay. Yeah. That's why it's not working because I'm always wondering when is it going to break through? When is it finally going to, like, when is what going to break through? <laughs> you know, like, when you're going to finally see the light. Be free. Like, like, the light but you, uh, when you see these songs being played in your head, you are seeing by the light. So it's already happening. I, I think I know what you're looking for, but I don't want to say right now. I'll come back to you, and then I want to ask some other people. But very, very good points, Stephanie. You keep wondering when it's going to happen. Let me take this, y'all. Yes. I, I want to just say to her, and I've said it before, but I, I want to say it now. Um, five years ago, she was not speaking out like this. I know. <laughs> so it is happening. Yeah. You're not the same person. You've grown so much. Um, and I told her that maybe a month or two ago. Um, I remember when she would speak, 
she was so shy and nervous yes. that she would do a grin after every word. Right. Remember that stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, my name is Stephanie <laughs> John. <laughs> Remember that? I forgot you used to do that until now as you were speaking. It's already happening. But it, the devil got you expecting something else. And you don't see that it's already happening. Because that's what most people see. The devil is constantly playing on people's mind, and it's all based on what you've already learned. And so he takes what you've already learned, and if you don't have that experience, you think it's not working. Whereas God's way is nothing like that way. Nothing at all. Everything you've learned is wrong. That's why we got to go dumb before we can know. Because everything, every, we base everything on what we have learned. If it doesn't happen, bright lights and sunshine, then it's not working. If it doesn't make me feel good, then it's not working. If it doesn't, uh, if it doesn't make me walk on water like Jesse, then it's not working. You know, he got you judging and basing it on something that you've learned, and that's what the problem is. To a point that you don't even see that it is working. Remember how you used to be so shy? I can't hear you now. Yeah. Remember when you do that <laughs> thing? Yeah, I didn't remember until you said I have forgotten about it too. Because that personality was done with. It, it's gone. And so I forgot you used to do that. Until now, as I'm watching you speak, and you're just calmly speaking your mind. So it's already working, Stephanie. But you're expecting something else, and you're listening to the deceiver. And you're basing it on my life or somebody else's life. Yeah, do not that's what I'm doing. Basing like, like you said, it happened like all of a sudden, like you were still, and all of a sudden it happened. Yeah. So why can't it happen to me? Right, and that's the devil telling you that. Yeah. And, you know, I said, well, you know, I, the first time I sat down to be still and know my life changed, I woke up right away. Now everybody want to do the first, the sit down thing. The first, <laughs> the first experience of sitting down. If it doesn't work like that, then it's not working. That's what the devil tell you. That's the lie. And the devil does not know God's way. He's a liar. He is a liar. And he gives you stuff to base everything on. That's why you have to learn to teach people in the right way. So you don't take them away from the teacher within. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And for us, for me to know that, it got to be real. I'm too dumb to know this. I don't have a degree. But you're on your way. You just need to relax and go for the ride. All right. Okay. Um, I saw some hands. I forgot who they were. Okay, Ed. I was. Uh, I had a similar experience to what Stephanie was talking about um, just yesterday. I was. Um, I knew that there was something very strange about my mood. That's all I knew. And I sat down to meditate, and all this stuff came into my head. But I saw it going on, and I I stayed with it longer than usual. Yeah. And there wasn't any aha, there wasn't any label, there wasn't any quick fix, there wasn't any silver bullet, there wasn't any pill. It just, after a while, I just was done and I stood up and went about my business. But during the day, I realized that I was able to see things better than I had been had I not done that. And yeah. that it's just that funny connection. It's like you said, you get a connection to what you're able to see. Yeah. You know, it doesn't go, for me, it didn't, I did see the light. But I did know that later in the day, I saw myself operating. It was funny. I saw myself operating in two worlds. I saw the physical me walking around doing what I was doing. And then there was another me watching that. It was kind of weird. But it's that sort of thing. It happened slowly. And then and later, of course, the day went on. And <laughs> then my other side took over. But... <laughs> it was a really cool couple of hours. Yeah. <laughs> a little piece is better than none at all. Yeah, right? I'll, t- I'll take I'll tell it. you, man. Um, I understand what you're the saying. Fog came down later, and it's like, okay, now I can't see it. But yeah. I knew I couldn't see. Yeah. Yes, Doug. To say to Ed real quick, uh, I think he did see the light. You know, maybe he didn't see the light, some bright, shiny light, but he did. If he was able to kind of. If he was able to be aware, then he was seeing the light. And I guess that's all I need to say about that. But um, yesterday I had kind of an interesting experience too. Um, I was supposed to do something and I was put on the spot in, 
in the, oh, it, to do it. And so I, in my mind, I'm like, God, cussing, all kind of stuff. Yeah. He did this whole you, situation. You and your father. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm Your father said, here. cuss him out. <laughs> and you're like, okay. <laughs> and start cussing. <laughs> now feel justified by it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing this cussing. They should not have done this. I'm sorry, go ahead. You going to tell my story for me? <laughs> I know your father, buddy. So I'm driving over here, cussing all the way over here. This is the worst situation you could put me in. And then as I get a little closer, I, I you know, something, you know, I just kind of saw or realized that, you know what, let me just go do the thing and then call a guy and talk to him about it. And that's what I did, and at the end, it was like, I was totally happy. Yeah. I mean, it was like, there were no cuss words at all in my head after that. It was <laughs> totally different. Yeah. So it's, a, it's amazing, too, how you could curse someone out in your head and feel justified <laughs> by it. You have no real evidence of anything. You're just cussing them out and carrying on. And, and, and people think something, that's okay, too. They think that that's a normal way of living. All in the name of Jesus. Because they have that relationship with their father, the devil. It's amazing to see that. Yes, Rodney. I was going to say, lately, I went back to your meditation. And just today, I was, this, the thought of it, um, you know, you say stand in the moment, in the now, and there. And it seemed like, it seemed like I'd never heard that before. <laughs> and yet I have all the time, I yeah. know that. But it seems like it just made me so aware of it today. Yes. And I even thought about like, I know that, but yeah. I wasn't doing it, I guess, you know? So it made me very aware of it. So when other things did come in my head, I, I was very aware of that. Good, good. Um, we're running out of time and I need to ask this. Mister, you raised your hand that you have fear. Uh -huh. What are you afraid of? Well, you know, um, I think I still have some of the fear from when I lived in Seattle because I became homeless there for a while. And no matter what I did after that point, I still thought about that. You know, maybe one day I can fall back down to that. Into homelessness? Yeah. And so you had a fear that that may happen again? Or this, this, this yeah, I have a fear of not becoming success, successful as I want to be, even though I. Even though I kind of I can see it now more than I have before, right. there's still a fear there. Yeah. Not kinda... Well, one thing uh, you're gonna have to do is uh, get over resenting that position that you were in at one point, because that's why it's still with you. You still judging, you still hate being in that position, because what's gonna happen if you don't? You may become a very wealthy person, but you're still gonna have that fear. If you gain the whole world and all the money that of you still will have that fear, and it can get to a point where you will make yourself become homeless again. I, I can see that too. Yeah, so that's why it's best to sit still and let yourself feel that. You know, don't judge it, just feel it. Because when that come up on you, God is allowing you to see it so that you don't hate it again. He wants you to see it so you can forgive and overcome. That's why the stuff keeps coming back up in you so God want you because when it first happened to you you hated it so you became like it you became subject to it it started to control you so now the next time it comes up you need to just watch it and don't judge it as good or bad then you can overcome it because if it comes up again your father the devil gonna remind you oh look missing this is gonna happen to you if this doesn't work this will work and then you go into that fear, deeper into that fear, until you're creating a life that you don't want. Yeah, but to be honest with you, I don't think it's, I don't think it's anything that I can't get over. But then, as I get older, I see it, you know. It's, yeah, you can get over. It's going away. More. If people learn how to just observe this resentment, whatever it may be that's inside of you, if you learn to just look at it and not hate it anymore, you can overcome. There's nothing in your life that you cannot overcome. But if you look at it and you judge it as right or wrong, again, it stays with you because it lives off of your judgment. It lives off of you calling it good or evil. You are not, I am not, we are not in a position to call anything good or evil, except that we see it. 
when you see it, you can call it as you see it. But most people don't see that as evil, and they're overreacting to it. So you've got to learn to watch it. That makes sense? Whatever that fear or whatever this thing is that inside of you, you've got to watch it because it is a spiritual battle. And when you're watching it, it's God who allows you to see it. The light is shining on the darkness, and he'll take care of it for you. He'll wipe it away. He'll take and rebuke it. But you've got to watch it. And you're never going to be able to watch it if you can't stand still long enough to feel the pain of it. And most people don't want to feel that way, so they hurry up and get rid of it by judging it or going out and having a meal or getting drunk or whatever you do. You don't want to feel that pain of that. You've got to take the pain and, and do nothing about it. Um, I saw some hands. Yes, Frankie. Uh, one thing I noticed, uh, I had a discussion about fear with... Uh, with uh, my two goddaughters, Chloe and Mackenzie, and they asked me, um, they asked me uh, about fear, and they, and I, I didn't say anything, and they told me that at Halloween their auntie screamed and yelled because she was afraid, and they asked me if I was afraid, and I didn't say anything, and then they just looked at me and said, no, you're not afraid, you're never, you're never afraid, you're always strong, you're always there. And it's important that you, especially for the kids, to see that kind of strength. You know, because this is why they need. On. This is why they need fathers in the home because mothers are insane. <laughs> We're crazy. Yeah, mothers and, are crazy. But they're five years old. <laughs> and, they, and they drive everybody else crazy. Every child that come along, every cat, dog, <laughs> green grass. <laughs> and they kill it. Because what brings on fear for children is when you're impatient with them, you yell at them, you're not calmly guiding them, you're causing them to resent you. And the moment you become a resentful person, fear is your friend. That's the nature of fear. And mothers are, and grandmamas are bringing this on to their children. And then when their kids become that way and they find out that their kids are afraid, then they try to knock the hell out of them to get it out of them. <laughs> Just add fuel to the fire. Because they don't know how to make them overcome it and they're not going to apologize and say, you know what, daughter or son, I made you hate me. I'm sorry for that. I, I was wrong for yelling at you. Do not hate me for this because you're going to become like me. You're going to become afraid. But it's the resentment that is introduced to children, not all the time, but most of the time by mothers. Because mothers, not all but most, are very insecure people. That's and where are, adults get it. And they are, they are bringing it on to their children by being impatient with them, yelling and carrying on and scaring, and scaring them. And, uh, have you ever thought about that, ladies? Yes. Yeah, I, I know that's true. And that's why I think like the father should take over much younger than what you say. Like I say, the three. baby crawling. I think yeah. they should spend time with them because they already, you know, they get it really young. Yes, uh, that's right. You're right because when they start crawling around, they get into a lot of things, and they're going to pull down the socket. And Mama see them pulling the socket. The first thing she's going to do is yell, Johnny, no. <laughs> Like he's already in the socket or something. <laughs> and that's going to scare him. Yeah. It's going to put fear in him. And it's that what causes them to hate. And that's where the fear began. Most of the time. Not all the time, but most of the time. Missy, you had your hand? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say that. So then, <coughs> men don't necessarily need to get married then. I mean, from all the stuff you're saying about women, it's not really... Necessary for me to get married. How are you coming up with that, boy? Because <laughs> <laughs> you were saying all this crazy stuff about women, so I'm saying that it's not really necessary for men, the men to get married. It's not, I don't know where this question may be coming out of your dream because you were sleeping, but um, you don't have to get married unless you want children. Okay, yeah. You know, that's the only reason you really need to get married. Do you plan to have children? I don't know. Well, when you decide to have children, get married first. <laughs> if not, don't do anything. <laughs> All right? Your baby daddy. And stop hating women. <laughs> what does that have to do with hating women? I'm just saying. How you going to come up with this marriage thing out of nowhere? Because you said all this stuff about women, so I, I just, you know, 
I was just thinking, so, okay, so why, why get married? But women need good men to help them overcome it. I, I understand that, but, but still, but, I, I've seen very that wise women, men that are not married. You see what? I seen, I've, I've seen and heard of very wise men that are not married. And, right, because they were wise enough not to get married. Yeah, they say don't get married. You know, if, you, if you can, don't get married. So I wouldn't tell no one not to get married. I would say that it's better not to be married. Okay, so that's if you're going to marry the truth, but if you're not going to marry the truth, it's better to marry a woman. Oh. That's what I'm trying to get at. Because she may shock you into truth. <laughs> no, the reason I think that, the reason I think that it's better to be, if you're not going to be married to truth, it's better to be married to the woman because you may have a chance of overcoming because a man who don't love the truth is out of control. He's just into all kinds of things. He'll end up destroying himself because he has no sense of control. At least with a family, with a wife, he may at some point calm down. But men who, don't, who are not married and they're not loving truth, look at them. They're out of control. They're the most damaged. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, the single men that they don't want to get married, but yeah. they're not. They don't care about anything. They don't care about anything. They don't care about women. They use them. They make babies. They walk away. They're not, they are emotionally out of control. They're no good if they don't love the truth. So that's why I say if you're not going to be married to truth, you have a better chance of having a better life by being married to a woman. Because you'll look one day, hopefully, and see, you know, this is my wife, and these are my kids. i got to be responsible. But if you don't have something there to wake you up because you don't love truth, then you're just going to end up dead somewhere. A no good person messing up everybody else's life. Anybody disagree with that? No. When you say you have fear, what are you afraid of? Hmm. A lot of stuff. Heights. Heights? Uh, I, I, I tend to fear stuff that I can't that I have no control over, but in reality I have no control over anything. You have no control over anything. Do you guys understand, ladies? You have no control over anything. It's a, it's a lie that tells you that. You don't control yourself or anything else. But I know that, but at the same time, I have like, like strong fears of like, you know, stuff like that. I'm, just, I'm trying to figure out how to get through it, you know, or get over it. Yeah, um, what else do you fear? Um, you feel height and whatever. Heights, death, like any, you know. You feel like death. Anything that's pretty much unknown, or like I said, it's out of my, of what I think I can control. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm in a safe situation. It's different, but if I'm not, then you know, if I'm somewhere real, real high, then I think of everything that could that could happen. Did something happen to you in that area concerning height when you were younger? Not that I can remember. I've, I've always had it. It's just I, I don't know why. I, I just had it. And it's oh, okay. been pretty bad ever since I, you know, since I can remember. Well, it's real easy to overcome, very easy to overcome, and um, um, James want to tell you how to overcome that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> James was like, I do? I didn't even know I was here. <laughs> I'm at a meeting. <laughs> James didn't even know he was at this meeting for a while there. <laughs> James, do you have fear? Yeah. What do you fear? Um, not changing. Not changing? Uh-huh. From what? From being scared. <laughs> <laughs> you have fear of not changing from being scared. <laughs> wow, that's a double whammer. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to God about that one. I've never heard of that one before. No, Amazing. What are you afraid of, John? Um, I, I get big fears from out of nowhere. It usually involves things that I have to have responsibility for. And uh, even though I'm very responsible. Uh, you're a very responsible person, I, but you're afraid of not being responsible. Yeah, it's hard to explain. Um, yeah, Sort of like what I'm going to do with my life and all those questions that are just the words, you know. But it's a feeling too, so uh, it's more of a feeling that comes up. Yeah, when you listen to the words like that, you will have a feeling from it. Yeah. You can't get the feelings without the words. 
But without the words first? Yeah. The devil have to tell you you can't, and then you have to believe it, and then you feel it. Yeah. I, I, I was so angry at my uh, I remember just being so angry at my mom and my dad. They just like, and then they they'd be against each other, and then they team up on me. If I made sense, probably. And it was just so, I would be so mad that I think that's just like so ingrained in me. Yeah. And so I, I just, and I sit with that fear a lot. Yeah. And I'm very aware of it. And uh, it still gets the better of me. Like, and I'm going, uh, wow, I can't do anything about this. And it's like, but it doesn't go away. And eventually it goes away. Yeah. But, um, but then I thought, okay, you know, when I keep asking, when am I going to be done with this? You shouldn't be asking it. Why are you asking it? <laughs> Yeah. Why are you asking yourself that? Yeah, I mean, being impatient, and then I, I just think that, you know, I have to be patient. But why are you asking yourself, when am I going to be done with this? Because I feel like I just want to get on with uh, bigger things in life. But it's not stopping you from doing it if you yeah, don't give it so much attention. Oh, yeah. And I've seen that because there are times when I've been faced with the same problem where I don't let that get to me, and I go out and I do what I know I have to do, yeah. and then I, I thought I got over it because of that, and we were, I thought like, okay, I, I conquered that. I can yeah. see with like other people in my family or like people who have the same problem, uh, I can almost, I say, well, this is what you have to do, and then I go, the next day I go, I got the same thing, and I, I still have to, that same thing I thought I got over yeah. is right there again. I'm like, wow, I thought I did this like three years ago, and I knew how to do this. You're too into, you're too involved in it. Yeah, I get you really involved. You let it happen. I get really involved with the not me. Thing. Yeah, you tell God you want him to help you, but you won't be still to let him help you. You're still getting involved. When is this going to be over? I thought I was over this, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's, it's a stillness. It's not like uh, yeah, that stillness of being mentally still, of not letting, uh, of not let, of just being being able to really watch those thoughts. Yeah, I don't know what you mean by mentally still, but all you need to watch. That's all you need to do. Watch, yeah. I don't know what mentally. Well, let me you ask may you. be right about mentally still, but I'm black and I'm a little slow. So let I'll, me ask you. Let me ask you this: Like when you said, um, when Stephanie was talking about. You know how white people say something, and, and black people are like, "What is he talking about?" <laughs> it's really not all that big. We like catch up with it. You can tell the black people who are into the color thing, huh? And they react every time I say something about being black. They're like instant reaction. <laughs> No, no, we're not talking about. I don't know where you're going today. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Um, the when you, when you were talking about uh, when you meditate, all of a sudden you have like a song in your head. Sometimes I do. Sometimes yes, I hear people talking to me. Whatever it may be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you realize you have that, uh, when you realize you're doing that, or you can see that, uh, can you? let that say it's a song, that song go on and you're observing yourself doing it or do you yeah. recognize it and all of a sudden you stop because what I do is like, I, oh I'm doing that and it, and it goes away oh. and I don't know if I'm willfully stopping things but then again obviously I'm in a, I'm in a little yeah. I'm atta so attached to it I'm questioning what I do when it happens to me I just watch it happen I don't so you keep singing? <laughs> I mean I don't sing with it sometimes if I'm in the car I'll go sing with it but if I catch myself singing, I'll stop singing. Right, right. When you catch yourself, you stop. Right, I stop. But when I'm praying, I don't sing with it. I just hear the voices and the music, and I'm just watching it happen. Right. Um. Well, sometimes even in the shower. Have you ever sang in the shower? Yeah. Anybody ever done that? Sometimes I get down in the shower. <laughs> because you get that echo in the shower, and it sounds like you're sounding really good. Sometimes I laugh. Uh-huh. <laughs> More lies. But it sounds so good, I'm thinking, I can make a song. Because the shower has that echo that makes it sound good. Sometimes, so I get down there sometimes. Sometimes I want to sing in the shower. Well, just sing. Go for it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, Why don't you sing? I don't Sometimes I just... Uh, it's going to mess you know, up your holiness. It's like a reverse of what we're talking about. You want to you wanna live your life, and yet you're a little restrained. And then other times I don't, so... Sometimes I sing, sometimes uh, I won't. Okay, yeah. Yeah. You gotta let go and live. Yeah. We were running out of time, I want to ask the young lady in the back. Do you, are you, you have fear of anything? I did, but 
I've overcome that. And, and I did have to step back. And once I did step back, a lot of things became a lot clearer. Yeah. And I've learned to accept a lot of things. And if this is the path you want me to go, I'm ready to go. That's right. And that's what I want to tell you. Rather than saying, how long I have to go through this? I thought this was over. <coughs> Why not just say, God, let your will be done? You know, just let your will be done. Give me the strength to deal with it. If this is what I have to go through, I just have to go through it. Don't judge it. But humble yourself and go through it. Yeah. If it takes a lifetime. Right. And you have a better chance then of overcoming and, and then, then to be like screaming and carrying on, how long? Why me? I thought I was over this. You're playing a game. Yeah, it's a real subtle game because I don't feel like I do that, but it's true. Yeah, it is. You do that. Because a humble person would just, you know what, God, let your will be done. Whatever it is. Remember when Jesus asked God, why did you leave me? Right. You know, yeah. he had to go through what he had to go through. Right. You know, he didn't say, oh, why me? <laughs> I thought I was over this. I healed the sick. I brought the dead back. And now I got to go through this? <laughs> why me? I'm Jesus. <laughs> you deserve what you get in life. Yeah. Uh, uh, real fast, friend. One thing I noticed about uh, fear and anger it originally comes from uh, the anger and hatred of your parents. And then as you grow up, a lot of people still have that anger and hatred. And even adults, they have uh, anger over God. And then they'd be afraid to die. They'd be afraid of heights. Yeah. They'd be afraid of swimming. They'd be afraid of somebody driving or flying an airplane. They'd be afraid of dying, but it comes from anger at God and anger at their parents for being yeah. whatever they've done to them. Let me say this to you, and we have about a half a minute left here, is that um, with your fear of height, whatever fear you have, just know that you have anger. You have resentment. And now you resent it, whatever <coughs> happened to you. You may not even remember what happened, but it brought that resentment on you. And that's what's keeping you locked in. That's why you have because, yeah. I was saying, if it's from hatred, like our resentment, then I can see that, you know, from my father, you know, that whole thing is probably what. Yeah, that'll do it too. Control, you know? That's right. Mm -hmm. And so, if you don't know what it is, though, don't make up anything. It's enough to know that you don't know how you got this way. Because the devil's going to tell you, oh, it could be from your mama, could be from your daddy, could be from this, and that could be a lie. It's best to know that you don't see clear what it is. And when you can recognize that you have this fear, you learn to and just accept it. And what I mean by accept it, it you're not saying that it's right or wrong, but you're accepting reality. You're not mad about it, you're not glad about it, but you're not running away from it. And God doesn't want you to run, he wants you to face it. And once you can accept it without judging it, and, and, and he's going to cause you to calm down so that you can forgive. You can see what brought it on, what you overreacted to, what you hate, so that you can forgive. And once you can forgive, then he's going to allow you to enter into the kingdom of heaven, and that's when your life begins. But you've got to calm down. And once you accept it, you are calming down because you're not fighting with thoughts of this is wrong, this is right. This person made me do this, or that person made me do it. You accepted what you are. I'm a no good person. And don't judge it either way. I'm telling you, you can overcome. And had Adam said, you know, Father, I was wrong, we wouldn't be going through this, but he made up excuses. He didn't accept that he was wrong. He said, Eve did it to me, or she made me do it. And so he just brought us into the same lie. And so you're acting like Adam and Eve every time you deny or judge it as right and wrong. And Christ made it possible so that we can just calm down by just accepting that we were wrong. Don't judge it, and then you can overcome. All right? That's the way out. Make sure you sit still. When you pray, shut up. You don't have to hoop and holler. You don't have to beg. Just be still and know God. And he'll calm you down so you can just see and, and, and overcome. You're not going to enter into the kingdom of heaven with hatred in your heart with resentment in your heart, it is of the Father, the devil. And two gods cannot live in the same place. So just calm down. I invite you to get a copy of my Be Still and No Tape. 
uh, and it'll teach you how to pray, all right? Go to bondinfo.org or call 800-411-BOND. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. For more information or to purchase a copy of this show, visit us on the web at www.bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-BOND.